0: you the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? If you're
1: drowning and I throw you a life jacket, would you grab it? Yes! Good. Pick up 200 shares. I won't let you down. Pay
0: him. Pay that man
1: his money. Ask them how they would like to see 30-40% returns. What are they going to say? No? I don't want to see
2: those returns? Where's
1: the money, Lebowski? You're going to make a lot of money, right? Be aggressive. Learn how to push.
0: Show him a 3% return? I'll trust you to watch his kids for the weekend I'm a big fan of
1: money Move around, motion creates emotion I did not know this That's
3: it, I'm done Hello and to Jacks, time, time out. He's Andrew on the board Andrew did not give us a traffic report on the way in So we didn't realize that the Ryan was like shut down So we had to get off the Kennedy 15 red lights later Here we are, I blame Andrew Kevin, are you with us?
4: I am with you, because I don't have to get on the Ryan. Yeah, well,
3: neither did we, but uh, because nobody could get on the Ryan, the Kennedy was jammed through downtown. <coughs> so, so what's wrong with the Ryan today? I don't know, something on the bridge, I guess, must be a crack-up. So, matter of fact, if you wanted to, it was right where they meet, evidently, because what people were doing was getting off on the Eisenhower, getting to the first street, coming back on the Eisenhower, and the ramp from the Ryan to or the Eisenhower to the Ryan got you far enough south to where you got around, whatever the problem was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but but problem was we were we were getting jammed up all the way by, uh, by uh, Ogden Avenue, so we just got off at Ogden Avenue. I mean, we actually, there wasn't any traffic on the city streets, but there's how many bazillion lights, you know. Instead of uh, one minute, it's 15, so that's the way the world is. Uh, it, I don't know. We, can, we need to get flying cars soon. We need to do something. Oh, yeah, and that's all, all I wanted to do is have somebody run into me in the air. At least on the ground, yeah. you can't, you know, I don't have to fall from a height. Just saying. Ah, what the heck. It's, what the heck? Hey, hey, it's, it's all fun stuff. Are we going to make a little, pay a little closer attention to who gets a driver's license so we can fly around in the air? No. Of no, course not. Of course not. <laughs> no, why would we do that? Yeah. Uh, hey, so what's with the uh, Supreme Court yesterday? Everybody's all up in arms. Some people are, anyway, about the Supreme Court decision and uh, what race being a... What, what exactly was it? It was a... Uh, Um, You can't have that as a factor to become get in school. Well, it was
4: about it was about racial quotas. Yeah. So they they were very careful in the in the um, uh, opinion to say that you can consider race, you can consider the experience of someone's race, but you just can't set quotas because they're as exclusionary as they are inclusionary. Um. So. And 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 like the then then you get everybody speaking of everybody up in arms. Uh, Erica Marsh, who works on the uh, Biden campaign, said uh, today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on Black people. No Black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based uh, programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. No Black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system. Uh, now, that's how friggin' you say. condescending can you be?
3: I know. That's uh. I don't, uh, but you know my my serious bitch with the Supreme Court, and it's probably not with the individual people. Is when you when you when you tear apart what is without any direction as to what the future is going to be, just like they did with uh, name, image, and likeness, and then you have no cooperation from any kind of Congress or any executive branch. You end up with almost I don't know I don't know if it's chaos, Kevin, or what you get, but um, well, will... there, there
4: shouldn't be chaos, at least not in this case, Tom. Because we we already have this is encoded in the Civil Rights Act and the Fourteenth Amendment. Um, so, what what are they supposed to do? Um, you know, are they, are they supposed to go back and um, and and and, uh, and tell them then that they what they. Only have to follow the law step by step until they get there. What you know, I, I don't know what what guidance do you expect them to provide?
3: Well, I I'm not sure. I don't. I know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just saying that uh, uh, this this like two of the rulings that Carl talks about all the time in the medical area of what hospitals can and can't do and insurance companies they do it anyway. There's no, there's no enforcement of it.
4: No, I, I understand that, but the, it's not the Supreme Court's, it's not any court's job. Um, it's not the appellate court's job either If when, when they overturn a decision. Um, it's their job is to interpret the decisions made by lower courts and, uh, uh, and, and to assess them to be right or wrong and sometimes to remand them back for, uh, for retrial or sometimes to uh, just overturn it completely. And, and say it was decided wrong, um, and and that's their job. Their job is not then to make policy about how. Nor do I want that to be their job, is to prescribe policy about how to implement something different. Um, generally, there is a law, or is there a constitutional issue that's already providing that guidance?
3: Um, there's there's no disagreement me from what you what you said, but sometimes I think. And I don't know how you, you put this into law. you got to open up your eyes and look around. And when you do some very narrow little decision, is it going to make any difference to anybody going into co Now, there's not going to have quotas. What, what are they going to call them? I mean, they're not going to stop doing what they're doing. Are they? No, they're
4: not. But they they, they have to be very specific about why they're doing what they're doing. Um, because if they, you know, if they don't... In other words, you know, you, it, it's it's a tough uh, test to pass, but what you just can't do is you can't sit there and say, well, 30% of my class has to be X, 20% of my class right. has to be Y, but you can, and you so can, on.
3: But you and I can get there immediately. What's the workaround? I mean, it I, 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 It seems like, you know, it's, we talk about a lot of... I think a lot of the listeners think would be different subjects... But the, uh, the, the goofy host, meaning me, to me, it's, it's all sort of the same subject. I and mean, whenever, whenever you have a whole bunch of people in some industry that, after years and years of government largesse, that somehow gets to be something where you wonder how the hell they got there, all these problems seem to crop up. You know, I, I mean, it, to me, it's, it's no different than the baseball and basketball stuff where they have a monopoly. And they get to do whatever they damn well please. And now these guys, I mean, if this was not all tax deductible, if you couldn't give $40 million to Notre Dame or any other place and have it be tax deductible, Notre Dame and all these other schools wouldn't be their own deity. They would just be a school charging people for education, which is what they should be doing. And all this other crap that goes with it, is all part of this massive monopoly crap because of the tax law. And, and, and because there's only a few places that have uh, the charter and all the other stuff. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that 100 years later we get to this type of thing. Just saying. And because they're not doing just what they're supposed to be doing.
4: Well, yeah, and it, I, I'm with you. I, but I, I think that's not just true in education, it's true in, in every industry. The tax law probably shapes industries of all kinds in more a- than anything else that we do, and it shouldn't. It should be totally neutral to that, but that would require a simplified tax code. And, of course, the complex, the thousands and thousands of pages that are in our tax code now allow every politician in the world um, to... You know, to tweak here, uh, trim the edges there, uh, do a little bit, and all of these things are to favor what their agendas are and w- and who their friends are. So you know, yeah, want you want a really good solution for a whole lot of things? Just go with a simple tax I, uh, I
3: uh, I um, one of the most interesting parts it's still on YouTube is a very actually, <laughs> uh, almost violent, not almost violent, but very what's the word uh... high-end argument between me and dr jay on the same subject depending on on where you come out on this uh... or how you start the tax code's complexity and, and whether you should go simple or not is 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 really a tough question and i i kind of come out on the uh... on the other side of it kevin not, not that not that i don't want a simple tax code i do but I think it, it got here... You know, we should sp- let's spend a couple minutes on this, because it's actually an interesting debate, obviously. Yeah, you know. but
4: before you do, we should probably mention once in a while, because some listeners haven't been around for a really long time, um, that when you say Dr. J, you're not talking about Julius Irving. You're no. talking about John the Jerry. Yes.
3: Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, hold on, maybe, Dr. J might... Uh, the other Dr. J might have the same argument with me. I think what happens, Kevin, is you you would say to somebody, okay... Uh, you're going to pay 30% of your profits, all right? Now, now that, that sounds okay. It makes sense. And if you would put something on there like they had on the trading floor, that they had all the rules, and then for like rule number 11 was anything else we didn't think of that was against the just and equitable principles of trade, which most people, essentially a smell test, for lack of a better term. Um, and we that actually was was one of the rules, any other rule we didn't think of that didn't... Now, I don't know if you can get away with that in a tax code or will you can get away with that in a, in a, in a U.S. law or a state Pretty law. Pretty arbitrary. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's sort of like pornography. I, I mean, I can't define it, but I know when I see it. It's, it's sort of the same principle. But the the idea Hold is... Hold on,
4: let me, check, let me check. Let me just check some pornography just to make sure.
3: Yeah, make, make sure you know I what it is. So the... Uh, if, if, for instance... I'll give a real simple example, then we'll go to break, and then we can argue more about it. Uh, Let's say stacks and jacks say we we're making a whole bunch of dough. Okay, we're making a million bucks, and all of a sudden they go, "All right, if you're making a million bucks, you got to pay thirty percent." And I'm sitting there going, "Well, I don't want to write these beliefs three hundred thousand dollar check. Uh, what are we going to do? Well, let's see. Why don't we put uh, we'll, we'll drag Thomas out of retirement. We'll throw Thomas down to Bermuda, and we're going to say, or some place that's a you know whatever it is. It's a protectorate of God knows who." And what we're going to do is, every week, Thomas is going to send us a schedule of who the producers are going to be. And, oh, by the way, we're going to take the, the trademark, which I have, Stocks and Jacks, uh, and we're going to put that down on this Bermuda branch. Now, we're going to pay the Bermuda branch 100000 a month for the, for the use of, of the uh, likeness or of the trademark, and we're going to pay Thomas, God, why we ever would, I don't know, Five grand a week to send in the schedule of the producers. Now, essentially, we're making nothing here, and we're making a million dollars now, and God knows where.
4: Oh, let's make it more fun, though. Yeah, let's allow that that entity to give you a personal loan.
3: Yeah, or something uh, yeah. With,
4: with no repayment schedule, so that you get the cash. Right. Well, I mean, which, not, by the way, which, by the way, is what Hunter Biden did.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so now all of a sudden, you sit there and go, "Okay, well, we didn't think of this in our simple tax code," and somebody's saying. Hey, looks to me like we don't make anything here. You know, so all of a sudden you got to write in there. I, th- I think that what has happened to the tax code, Kevin, and I will argue with both you and John on this, what's happened to the tax code is an attempt to stop all the little workarounds over the last 100 years. And <laughs> Yeah, should we start over with something simpler that that somehow includes, you know, spanking people that, that do the workarounds? Yeah, I just don't know how to do it. I think it got here not because... And you're right. It, it benefits those people that, that are tax attorneys and those kinds of things. But it, I think it got here because And then you're going to go into somebody who's going to go to the Internal re, revenue agent, a guy who worked at a law firm like our former friend Bob, not our former friend, our deceased friend, still our friend, uh, The uh, and, and say, well, you know, this is really okay, or how about if we do it this way? We, then you make the deal with the IRS. So now there's case law that says if you, if you, if you don't get too greedy, you actually can take – Eighty percent of your dough and put it in God knows where, and all of a sudden you get this big blob of crap, where where you sit there and go, that's not right. Which is where we are, right?
4: Yeah. So, you know, like anything, before you design it, you have to step back and you have to articulate what your what all of the goals of the code are, and and that could have been, you know, may have been done way back in the beginning, but the the overall design concept of you know, I mean, it, it's like designing, a, you know, a computer system. Um, once, once you start tweaking it here and tweaking it there, it, it, the, you know, and then start, and then, and then go do a diagram of what you're looking at. It looks like spaghetti. Um, code, you know, software code looks that way after it's been tweaked long enough. All of these things, and so there is no overriding principle to our tax code anymore. It's just sort of okay, we need to make this next change. We need to make this next change. And every once in a while, you have to stand back and say, like like any other kind of system, you have to stand back and say, okay, what do we really want it to be? What do well, we want, even
3: you know, what's the simplest one, for those of you who have taken any accounting whatsoever, simplest one that you learn like the first week or two is, how do you determine inventory? And you say, wait a minute, you buy you buy a bunch of TVs, you sell them, well, let's not use TVs. You buy a bunch of coal, and you sell a bunch of coal what's the problem Well, okay but i've got six months worth of coal out in the lot um, the price of coal just went up uh... and i just paid you know ten dollars a ton and sold it for eleven okay well that's fine But the, the coal at the bottom of the bin is i bought it three bucks it looks to me like i'm not digging to the bottom i'm really selling the stuff that i just bought and i don't really want to pay eight dollars taxes when i just the stuff I did this week, I only made a buck.
4: Right, so, so you want to do last in, first yeah. out. And that's what you do for financial reporting, but for tax, you have a completely different cost recovery schedule so that none of it
3: matters. Well, but but you have, I'm going to say that some you, you people... You don't use the standard
4: depreciation
3: methods for tax. Yeah, you do, or, well, that's, well, inventory is a little bit different than depreciation, but still, I mean... Well, no, uh,
4: inventory is, it, it, is uh, it's, well, it's held as an asset. Um, it, it's held as an asset, and then when you use it, um, then it's the expense, but um, I, I I I don't think yeah, you, you may
3: be right. Well, but it's it's the the stuff 11, I, the I stuff I, I bought first. I, I'm getting out over yeah. my skis. The stuff one, the, so. the stuff I bought first, I paid three bucks a ton for. The Stuff I bought last week, I paid eleven. Okay, so I can either count the stuff I paid three bucks, which you would think that the the, the stuff you bought the earliest would be the stuff going out the door, since coal is coal. And you say, nah, wait a minute, that's not, that's not right. I don't, I don't really want to pay eight bucks, and I only made a dollar this week. So all of a sudden, it, here it is, you know, 2023, and the, the bottom of the, the coal bin is stuff I bought in uh, 1912, and guess what? It's still here. Uh, yeah,
4: no, and yeah. I, I understand what you're saying on that, and, and, the you know, I get the philosophy behind it, and that's why LIFO even exists uh, in the first place. Point being, though, um, that, from a business standpoint, you want to take the highest amount of expense you can for right. tax purposes, but then, for financial accounting for reporting your profitability to the world you want you want something lower because you want your profits to look better for the investment markets
3: well, I just you know i don't know what I guess what I'm saying, Kevin, is we are going to break here, but you know when you recall uh when when Notre Dame did not go to any bowl games since the Rose Bowl in what nineteen twenty something uh, mm-hmm. And they decided to go to a bowl game in nineteen. We were, f- we were
4: uh, early seventies. Well, I was still in high school.
3: Yeah, I didn't go to the first game down in Texas. I did go to the second game where Joe Tyson was a senior. The first game, I think they lost, right? Mm-hmm. Second game, I we went. Th- we drove. I drove down. There. I was a freshman. I can't believe my stepfather gave me a car for us idiots to drive down to Dallas. But we did. Uh, we went down and we watched it. The, well, the the, the Reason why the Irish were allowed, or, or internally, the game they had, was that they were going to make the then then incredible amount of money of like two hundred and seventy-five thousand bucks. So you can even imagine that as your profit for bowl game today, uh, and they were going to put that into minority scholarships, and that's how everybody said, okay, we should go to a bowl because their big deal always was, football season was long enough. These kids are students. Last thing we want to do is. For the last month of the year, we have people practicing in another game and all this crap when they're supposed to be studying during finals and all this. I mean, we're more of an educational institution than a football factory, back when people actually believed that. Uh, and that's what happens. Now, I don't trust them to still have that 275 grand sitting in a, an investment account somewhere spitting out minority scholarships, but maybe they did. Now, what do you, what do, you do with that money? Now, are we talking about we can only give... Scholarships to minorities that qualify without a quota system, or are we saying that you can't have scholarships directed only towards minorities, or what I think about it's that? What? I think it's that. Well, I mean, what if what if you and I gave money? Uh, uh, and then there's all these scholarships all over the so place. You set up your own scholarship foundation. Okay, Tom. okay. What I'm saying, but if you gave the money to Notre Dame, and there's from what I understand, there's literally thousands of these scholarships around the place, where somebody might have sent money to DePaul. And a scholarship is is designed for a, a Polish kid on Milwaukee Avenue. I mean, there's all kinds of this stuff around. And now, does that mean all that's gone? You, you took people's money thirty years ago, and now you can't you got to give it. You can't give it to a Polish kid from Milwaukee Avenue. I mean, there's all Are kinds. Taking
4: of money from the federal government. Well,
3: I'm, I'm just saying. What, what that's my point. What what is what does it all mean? Does all that go by the boards, or is it simple? I can't say 30 percent of the people are going to be black or 40 percent Asian well, or whatever.
4: Ask this question again at the top of the hour because uh, if anybody has read the entire um, opinion at this point, it will be Carl. You're not I going to accuse Carl of it. You're
3: not going to accuse I, Carl but I'm asking this, I'm just wondering if 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 I'm on the Supreme Court, if all this stuff is wandering through my mind, or do I just stay as narrow as you say they're supposed to say? I don't uh, know.
4: Lately, it looks more like they're staying as narrow as as, uh, uh, as possible, and it, it, and and even if it does wander through your mind, it's not supposed to be a factor. You're supposed to decide it and decide the case based on the uh, on the law. If you read the uh, minority opinion from Justice uh, Brown Jackson, it is totally a uh, um, a rant about racial politics. It has there there is never a citation of the law in there,
3: never. Well, I think anybody who thinks. Over over a period of time, if we had a, a situation like we did in the 50s and 60s, um, where clearly there was a lot of catching up to do. I mean, if you go back in the history, the GI Bill, and this is, this is another thing where how narrow can you be? The GI Bill essentially provided uh, people that had fought World War II, no, no women, by the way, which is really screwed up, uh, all the people that were the wax and the waves and everything—they were—they were not qualified. None of that, no, no, no lady went to college on a GI bill, but also provided mortgages. So, okay, you, you give this to black people in the South, but guess what? They couldn't get the school would let them in, and oh by the way, nobody give them a mortgage. So, even though the law, I guess, didn't discriminate, society did. Right? I mean, the the outcome, even though the Supreme Court would say. Hey, the law's perfect. No, it wasn't. (laughs) these guys got to go to school or or got a mortgage.
4: Well, no, the law was perfect. It wasn't enforced. Yeah, well, it's... Okay, so now you're talking about enforcement, and that's not their job.
3: Well, it's... Okay, what I'm saying, it's somewhere along the way, you and I would like to see a lot of this change. It it went from... I mean, if you went for a long time in the the schools in the East, if if you just took test scores, the place would be 80% Jewish, right? Well, now... The Jewish people have been supplanted by the Asian people as having the highest test scores, right? I mean, the people like us—we're we're nowhere near the top. Yeah, as a <laughs> group. So now all of asks, a sudden,
4: you know, how how would you like to be the uh, the Asian person who doesn't do well in school? Boy, are you a uh, standout then? Oh God, yeah. Let's, let, let's just let go of all of this stuff and evaluate people based on who they are.
3: I would agree with um, that. But um, um, and, and, boy, it's and, a-
4: and I'm all in. But what you're really arguing when you're saying that they should consider all of this kind of stuff is you're arguing for an act of this court, and I'm arguing against it.
3: Well, it's I'm just saying that when you when you when you do something so narrow, you you leave more questions than you than you solve. Is all I'm saying. It, the next lawsuit. Uh, next, next lawsuit. Twenty years. Just how long is the baseball exemption stuck in there? Because they they weren't an interstate commerce. Now, that was wrong. That was that was that wasn't right eighty years ago. It sure is always in right now. Yeah, okay. futures up with, fifteen. Yeah. SP futures up seventy. Be right back.
1: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox.
0: Eight eight one zero, or search us on the web at cognoshr.com. Cognos HR, Innovation in Human Resources, licensed in Illinois and Arizona.
3: Hello, this is Tom Howell, the chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. Hello, folks. Tyson Jackson. I'm from my on the board. SP Futures up 15.75. Nasdaq Futures up 71. Looks like we're going to close out the first half on a high note. Yesterday we had a uh, uh, well. We had actually an I dated Dow was up 2.69. The S&P up 19. The Nasdaq was down 42 cents. So it was kind of a um, well. It was an update for just about everything. It was a big update for the Russell as well. So everything moved, with the Nasdaq, which has been leading. So. I think at the uh, first half of the year, everything is going to have a big big half except probably the, the Russell. Uh, let's see, this morning over in Europe, we've got the DAX up uh, a, a percent, a whole percent, 168, that's one point, yeah, well, 1% almost exactly. Putsy up 52.7%, CAC round up 74, 1%. Grenadier, uh, we've got the Nikkei down 45, eh, almost call that one flat. Hang Seng down 17, talk about a pause there, but on, under uh, 19,000, 9, 18,916. Shanghai up 19.6%, so a mixed bag over there. Bonds up another two basis points, 3.87, is it's creeping towards forward here uh, lately. this last week we've seen the interest rates running up here pretty good. The Bund up 1%, 2.42, Japan up 1%, up uh, uh, one one basis point to 0.40 almost exactly. We've got oil up three cents, but still hovering right under 70 at 69.89. The oil stocks are just going nowhere. Rent up 7 cents, 74.41. Natural gas down 3 cents, 2.66. Arb up down a penny, 2.60. We've got gold, which has been going nowhere, going nowhere again today, down 4.40. 19.13. Silver down 18 cents, 2.261. So silver's kind of right by the bottom end of this recent range. Um, Could be the start of a new range or it could be a buy. Now the question is, which is it? Uh, Copper up a penny, 3.69. We've got uh, Bitcoin up 2.92, 30,827. We have the U.S. dollar, uh, actually it's up a tad against the euro at 108.53 and is down a bit against the pound 126. The pound has actually been a little stronger than the euro in the last couple of weeks that's because the Bank of England continues to raise rates and uh, the European Central Bank is like us uh, raising them but not as much and for Force traffic weather sports a little late on the traffic yeah,
6: then it is, then it is. Uh, we're going to start off with some sport. or actually, no, sorry, it is 6.45 here in Chicago. Now we're going into some sports. Uh, yesterday, the Cubs lost to the Phillies 3-1. The White Sox won over the Angels 9-7. And the Diamondbacks lost to the Rays 6-1. to Over in Chicago, uh, we are currently at 72 degrees. We still have smoke listed as our current conditions, so do be careful heading outside. We're going to have a high of 88 today, and a very, very slight chance of rain is going to be all throughout the day. Um, over in Phoenix, they are 80 degrees, they got clear skies. Going to have a high of 108 today, and looks like that 105 is going to hit all the way until 8 p.m. Uh, there is an excessive heat alert, so definitely be careful out there as well. Uh, and yes, on to the Chicago traffic. Uh, it is very, very heavy for a Friday today. Um, as we've seen mentioned earlier, um, we have a, a entrance to the Dan Ryan. Uh, it's Dan Ryan east between uh, Eisenhower and Roosevelt. It's closed due to an accident, which is causing very heavy delays on every other inbound expressway. Um, if you're coming in on the Dan Ryan, uh, expect delays from Garfield Boulevard to downtown. If you're coming on the Eisenhower, uh, from about Cicero Avenue to downtown. And on the Kennedy, from about Irving Park Road to downtown. Uh, other than that, um, some connections to Lakeshore Drive are uh, closed due to the upcoming NASCAR race, uh, and those are causing pretty heavy delays as well on the, uh, let's see, the, uh, the, the south side of the road. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I got back to you,
3: Chief. Uh, Kevin, that ticket is becoming very hard to get uh, for the NASCAR. Now, is there some sort of a barometer where... Some people who are going to make a real lot of dough get the inconvenience. All kinds of other people. Is there some kind of barometer there, or is it just who gets the, who gets the mayor's ear? Um, you don't. We have no vote.
4: Wow. Well, the gee, Then I don't know who gets the mayor's ear. Yeah.
3: Hey, uh, just real quick on our, our Cubs. I'm I'm sort of curious. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm curious about everything, but. Uh, First of all, I'm curious as to how people who are high-end athletes that uh, have all these strength coaches and all the stuff that people didn't used to have when they played every day now nobody plays every day. I mean, I, the, the Cubs come out of a a London trip where there's three days off on f- out of five, and they come back here and they're resting their starters. W- what is wrong with this picture? What am I missing? And how do you, I don't know who rested. Well, Suzuki didn't play, uh, and Hap didn't play the other night. I mean. And all of a sudden you have a, how do you not, when you have a five-person rotation, the reason why one guy's a number one and one guy's a number five is because the five guy's not as good, right? Mm-hmm. When you have all these days off, shouldn't you make sure that your one and two and three guys stay on their schedule and the other guys are just bleep out of luck? I mean, well,
4: actually they did that.
3: Okay. The first two guys. Um,
4: Strowman pitched um, at the end of the Pirates series and then pitched in the uh, next series against St. Louis because they had the days off.
3: All right, but now coming back they, here, I'm seeing guys. I like, who are these two guys? I <laughs> mean, they pitched the first two nights. I mean, it,
4: well, yeah, you can't let people rot. I think you know, Tom. I think that's part of it. So. You know, when when you're saying resting some of the players, sometimes it's getting you know getting playing time for the others because you have to keep them engaged and you have to keep them sharp too. I, I think you know managing a uh, managing a 26 man roster is a, that's a pretty decent challenge, actually. Oh,
3: sure it is. But I mean, I, you know, at some point, the reason why your people are starters are because they're better. Yeah. So they play most of the games. Now they have a, an interesting question with this kid Morel, who's a uh, a, a real talent, uh, and he seems like a one hell of a nice kid. Um, I don't see how, he, as much as you'd like to have the guy hitting home runs up here, he cost him the game in right field the other night. Uh, why, why don't we Why don't we pick a position and send the guy to AAA, and he plays every friggin' day for of the year and learns the position? Kid's too well, good of an athlete they- to be a DH.
4: Yeah, they they've been trying to figure out what to do with him, and uh, and I won't be surprised if they make him into a third baseman. Um, he's he's played some infield for them before, but the interviews that I have read uh, this season is. Uh, we don't want to do that on the fly. We're going when we're going to get to the end of the season We're going to put him at a position. He's going to work on that in the fall and the winter and uh, And into the spring and that's that's how they're going to get him set on a position um, Because a lot of that a lot of what they choose to do with him is going to depend on how some of their other prospects are doing so they're not going to make him an outfielder when He's already having a hard enough time cracking the lineup in the outfield, and they're going and two of their best prospects are outfielders. Um, so you know, so is you know, where are you going to make the investment? But that, his ceiling you know, is. Look, the Cubs, the Cubs are about. I, I would put them two thirds of the way <laughs> in, into rebuilding the team, and so sometimes things are going to look funky as they try and figure out what those last parts are supposed to be. I, you know I, I don't have any criticism about how they're handling personnel over the course of this season now you may not like them tanking a couple of years ago you may not you know you may not think that the direction is right fine that's a that's a different subject but as far as how they're handling the pieces this season I actually think Ross is doing a pretty good job i,
3: I, I uh, my my bitch has always been I mean as you know and it, its it comes as close to home because I was a season ticket holder forever. My bitch has always been is selling me a, a one product and giving me another, yeah, and not giving me any kind of rebate whatsoever. If you, if you get rid of all your high-priced people in the middle of the year, send me thirty percent rebate on the rest of my year tickets. I didn't pay to watch this guy play; I paid to watch the guy. Pay that you don't want to pay anymore. I mean, it's that to me is very, very, uh, you know, interesting. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I, I really don't. I would hope. Kevin, on the back to the Supreme Court thing, that it, at this, at this time, we we don't really we shouldn't need quotas at this point. I don't I mean I mean I'm going to say day one, maybe maybe we did. I don't know. Uh, let's put it this way. I, w- I wouldn't say that there was. How do you say this? There's. I think there's always going to be some spot where where 10 percent of your admissions to college are for some sort of hardship situation where. A kid obviously has talent but because of other things there's he's not he's not able to compete with on a standardized test of the people that are in there and i but i think the 10 percent should not become a black thing or an asian thing or a polish thing or an irish thing it it should be wherever it happens to be you know and uh i mean our friend jean um uh was a uh well she's retired so, but she's still involved was ahead of uh Admissions for the uh, Michigan Engineering Department for a long time, a long, long time. And she put together a program in, in central Detroit where kids in inner-city schools got into these engineering programs and contests and engineering, and, and they had programs for these kids to actually learn a little more And while they were at these things. They had stuff like giving people a bag of parts and having, having uh, uh, robots throw Frisbees, and these kids could do it in like three weeks. We were talking about kids with amazing talent. Now I don't really have a problem uh, to have some sort of a ten percent, five percent, fifteen, pick a number. Right? I mean I'm not smart enough to pick the number of some sort of uh, hardship kind of cases for people who came there through a different direction. It could be somebody from overseas that doesn't doesn't was not gonna get an eight hundred on the SAT language, it could be anything. But the point is it should be for that should be colorblind. You know, for for a time it might be that all the kids from the inner city of Detroit Happen to be black, but ten years from now they might happen to be Indian. I mean, I'm saying it. It, it shouldn't zero in on one race or the other. It should zero in on hardship or something. I mean, where
4: you, am I? You, you have the you have the decision down. <laughs> you have you, it, yeah. You, your life story can matter, um, but your race cannot, because every time that you include somebody because of race, you exclude somebody because of race, and we and the law does not allow for that. No matter no matter which group is being excluded, we did not write the Civil Rights Act just for any one racial group. Any more than the Fourteenth Amendment deals with one any one racial racial group. So yeah, you you've got the decision down. Cool. No more discussion. No nothing needed.
3: So I would be on the we side. of the, it. I would be on that side. Actually, I probably yeah, would be on that side. Apparently, you are. Well, I, I I would be. I, I think I think you got to. We're we're, you always got to be in a position to be able to give those people that have, have for whatever reason, come on hard times, a break at some level. The idea being, is a few years from now, we won't have to do that. It'll be somebody else we have to do it to. That, yeah, that's you mine.
4: don't you don't have to just look at the GPA and the SAT. Okay. Okay. You're not limited to that, and the and the uh, the decision was pretty specific about that.
3: Well, I, then maybe I, I agree with it. I don't I don't see how it's all that. You know, I don't I don't. Well, whatever. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with the other side. I think this one kind of makes some sense. But uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. Now, now, if it starts getting down to you and I can't give a scholarship for an Irish kid or a Polish kid or a kid from the moon, I don't know about that. I mean, I suppose we should still be able to do that. Oh,
4: hey, first one from
3: the moon who comes in
4: is going to my school for free.
3: Um, yeah, you know, maybe Mars. There's a, There's a few people... <laughs> One of my buddies from Notre Dame is absolutely convinced that there's a a big settlement on the side of the moon we can't see and that the astronauts are sworn to secrecy that have seen them flying around up there. Oh, yeah, because everybody will keep that secret. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, strange stuff. So what do you make of uh, um, the market here? What do you think of the Fed? What do you think of uh, the idea that uh, the Bidenomics speech the other day where uh, we're going to constantly... I guess my question is, what kind Somehow of? how I think I think
4: the president is going to choke on that term. Uh, I, although yeah. I, I I'm still not believing that he's
3: actually going to be the uh, candidate. So, I I mean I boy oh boy if he if he and if he and Trump are the candidates again, so we've had in the last five candidate last three elections out of six times it's these guys, what three to. Five times and Hillary once. This is the best we can do.
4: If if, uh, if if Republican voters put Trump up, if they actually go ahead and they choose the only guy who could lose to Biden, he might not lose to yeah. Biden. He can, he can beat Biden too, because Biden's so, so very beatable. But if they choose the only guy who could lose to him, what a bunch of idiots they are!
3: I think an awful lot of people. This is just one man's opinion. Whether you whether you like him, don't like him, a lot of people. Ra- would rather choose not in policy necessarily. Would rather choose the the Biden administration in terms of just everyday craziness than we had to put up with with Trump.
4: Well, yeah, and that, that's that's why he could lose because he certainly, not, you know, forget policy for the minute. Whether yeah. you, even if you don't like Trump's policies, uh, you know, are, there aren't a lot of people out there madly in love with Biden's. No, I'm not either uh, with the Biden administration. So. You know, yeah. If you know, if it were like just about any um, uh, election, and where it's the economy, stupid. um, You know, it's it, it is, and you know. So, but but Trump is. You know, so many people find Trump offensive, and I know there's people who love him, and I know there's people who who just look at it from uh... the grievance standpoint think he's been unfairly treated going back to the whole uh... russia hoax and uh, and everything else that was involved with that and uh... you know so i i get all of those loyalties but my goodness, if you like his policies, you can get a whole lot of his policies from other people, and not have the daily drama uh, that you had in the Trump administration. Whether you blame him or not, whether you think it's all media-induced, whatever it is, that drama is going to be there, and I don't want to live through another. Uh, no, I can't do uh, that series it. of that. And 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 then on top of it, you know damn well if he's if he's in the White House, it's just going to be a, a four-year revenge tour.
3: Well, I, I think I think the. The man is—he's become a caricature of himself. I'm not a no psychologist, but, but I there's I have people very close to me that are convinced he's the world's greatest American ever lived. Yeah, I
4: I get it. I I, I don't see how you people feel that way, but uh, but I don't.
3: Every, and every single truth that comes out about the guy that's bad, just is another person picking on him, to the point where. You really got to wonder if if this person was a mother or father, and their kid had killed five people. Was it always the, was it always the fault of the people who were dead? I mean, at some point you got to say, okay, he's, he's, I like the guy. Whatever I do, this and he tried. He did something, and he has some good thoughts. And by the way, he knows being on the other side of paying off politicians. He knows where all the, the some of the skeletons are buried. I mean, I, I get all that, and I really do respect him for that. I just don't want him as president. There's a lot of people I don't want as president that that, that have some talent, right? <laughs>
4: I well, and, and, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not like, no, I, I will tell you that if it's, if it's vote for, um, him or vote for Biden, that's a really tough call for me. Um,
3: uh, I, I'd be, I'm you know, going to, because, whoever, whoever because whoever gonna uh,
4: be the, uh, if it's, if it's Biden, uh, do I want, uh, you know, uh, four more years of this? No, I really no, don't. No,
3: I don't either. But I mean, my, my opinion, and I've read too much for this, uh. My opinion of, of who should be in that office, and I haven't seen anybody in there of this talent probably a really long time. Uh, you're putting somebody in there, and I've learned this from my mother. She goes, you don't put somebody in as a CEO uh, because you need them to run the place every day. They don't do anything every day. You need them in there for the one crisis that happens that nobody else has an answer for, and you're paying that person to be that much different than everybody else that he can come up with the right answer.
4: Yeah, you're talking about leadership.
3: And and she says, every one of these companies I see on TV, all of a sudden they get in trouble and they got him paying his money all these years. You're just like our, our Center of Disease Control. They're, they're sitting there for 50 years waiting for the next pandemic and they blew it. Okay, well that's interesting. But I mean, I I have zero confidence that whatever the next crisis is, that, that Trump has the mentality to deal with it. I have absolutely zero confidence. He's never shown it anywhere, any place. Now that doesn't mean that that Biden uh has it but I think Biden is probably more likely to seek out the people who might know. Or put Trump pisses everybody off to the point where he won't even do that. That that that's my if I had to and choose you don't between don't like
4: his th- fine pandemic performance that he's trying to weasel out of now.
3: Uh which one Trump oh, Trump? Trump, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. you know Biden's is is, is at way. least as bad if yeah. not
4: worse. Um but uh yeah, you know uh yeah, Trump is trying to tell a different story now like a lot of people are oh, sure. you know we're we're going for the history revision now, um, but well, yeah, he he was. Uh, do you know anybody? You know, he, he's as responsible for all the lockdown nonsense and for Operation <laughs> Warp Speed and all you know the uh, untested vaccines. He's as responsible as anybody out there in the world, maybe
3: more so. Well, do you know of anybody who voted for Nixon? I don't. Yet the guy won. Yeah, well, I couldn't vote back then, so I can't. What take was you your blame. was your first? Uh...
4: What was my first vote? It it. Uh, was I eligible in '72? I probably
3: was. I was. Uh, yeah. I so I'm, I don't think I don't, you were. Yeah, I
4: don't. I don't remember what I did in '72. '72 was,
3: 72. 72 was uh, Ford, it right? It Was McGovern. McGovern. I uh, he, against two. Nixon. I don't think I could vote for that one. I was. Uh, I would have been. Yeah, I was twenty. I must have been able to. I know I voted for Jerry Ford. I liked him. I don't remember the first one. You know, I'm not so sure I voted because I was running around. I was registered in Chicago, and I was running around South Bend. Uh, we were making money for the dorm, doing the, uh, getting the counts from all the machines. Yeah,
4: phoning in the, uh, yeah. the vote And I had the car,
3: so I was the guy dropping everybody off and going picking them up in the pouring rain, as I recall. It was kind of cool, though, seeing all those little precincts in South Bend. Anyway, Kevin, thank you very much. Uh, have a nice weekend. Maybe I'll see you. I don't think so, but maybe. SVP okay. was up 17. NASVP Fears up 78. Be right back. Mr. Carl Denninger.
7: 3456 that's 708-349-3456 or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com that's myhomesourcerealty.com
3: stocks jocks stocks and jocks you are out of control right here right now right here right now There's something happening here. Loading up, thanks and Jack. Time, time out. Andrew on the board. SP Futures up 17. Nasdaq Futures up 76. So we're gonna, we're gonna try and uh, take this year and uh, and and put it. Well, the first half of the year we be up 30 percent in the Nasdaq, which is really a lot. We were down a bunch last year, so a lot of it's catch up. But still, we're we're past that. Uh, do we have Professor Carl? Oh, you do. How are you, bud boy? All kinds of stuff happening. Just
5: saying. Uh, you know. <laughs> That opinion, the ink wasn't even dry on the release on uh, Students for Fair Admission. Um, 2011-99 is the the number. Uh, Before both the ACLU and Harvard came out and said they were going to ignore it. Yeah. Now... You know, Chief, you and I have talked about this a bunch of times. I've been on a 30-year rant about the medical industry and pharmaceutical industry ignoring the Supreme Court repeatedly. They do it every single day. Uh, The entire federal budget problem is a result of that. That's why it's there. We would not have the inflation that we have today nor would we have had the inflation that was caused by Trump's and Biden's policies during the pandemic had that not been the case. We would not have had any of the offshoring pressures to evade inflation over the last 40 years had that not been the case. All of it comes down to the fact that the Supreme Court can issue all the decisions it wants but doesn't have any police officers, it doesn't have any guns, and they have no ability to actually make people follow the decisions and the mandates that they
3: issue. Well, the chances of of this administration, even zero, there's zero, there's zero of, of trying to uh, correct,
5: correct, there's zero. But but it, realize what you actually. I mean, Kevin's right. I I read the actual the the whole opinion. I mean, it's a couple hundred pages. It took me a little while, but not all that long. Uh, less than less than a time by quite a lot Then it took me to read the Obamacare decision when that came out, I stayed up all night to do that one, um, before, before Obamacare actually went into force, this is before it was voted on, when they, you know, when, the, when they first put the bill on the floor, uh, that was at the time a big bill. Nowadays, it is physically impossible to read the text of these bills between the time that they're released and the time that they're voted on. And, and I'm a very fast reader. But I can't do it, so I don't even bother trying anymore. Um, I'll skim them, but there's no way I can actually read them. this This opinion I actually read we have we have justices on the Supreme Court who have apparently never read the actual Constitution. They've never read the Fourteenth Amendment, and they certainly have never read. Any of the history on the Fourteenth Amendment and the cases that came pertaining to it, which of which there have been a couple of dozen, um, a bunch of them during Reconstruction. All right, Why? Well, duh. <laughs> okay. I mean, everybody and their brother tried to challenge that on all sides right after it was passed. Right. Yeah. So you know, there's there is a huge a huge judicial history that goes along with this. I mean, you can go all the way back to the, the Freedmen's Bureau Act if you want to, which is 1866. All right. Um, and so there's, uh, you know, and, and yet you have you have a justice of the Supreme Court who has ignored the fact that all the way back to 1866, the, the act itself, the Freedmen's Act, applied to all freedmen and refugees by the way which is formally race neutral no nowhere in that act does it say blacks no no and it, it shouldn't well but but it doesn't okay and yet you have a justice of the supreme court who only has her seat because she's black well and barack yeah. obama appointed
3: her and specifically said he was doing it because she's black. Well, then Biden, he, he had a, a minority lady, right? Or was he the guy that put the first minority lady uh, not, not the point, yeah. okay? The point is that that's illegal under well,
5: sure the clear text of the 14th Amendment, and it has been confirmed, and there is, there, there is well over 100 years of history at the Supreme Court that says, no, you can't. And then, and then you have all the decisions related to this, including the other precedents. You have colleges that have gone so far as to claim that race is racial diversity, is a social good that has nothing, and competence be damned. Okay, that's insane, and and that is what the court said. Uh, uh-uh, uh
3: you can't I, do. That. I um, let's dig in a little bit. I'm I'm kind of curious as to how. And again, I keep going back and forth because it's not just this decision. I, I say I see a lot of them. Yeah, it's going back and forth. I mean, this has been around for thirty years. I, I'm I, I'm curious as to why. Whose job is it, okay? How did this lawsuit finally make it up here? If this is if this has been wrong from day one, it's been wrong for fifty years.
5: Chief, Chief it is the problem we have generally in this country, and it is not limited to this decision. Nor, nor by the way, uh, Groff Grof de Joy came out yesterday too, which is really interesting as well. Um, but this how do we how do we solve these problems in this country that are clearly rooted in a refusal to follow the Constitution of the United States? It's It's not somebody's mistaken belief as to what the Constitution requires. It is a flat out refusal. To follow the Constitution, that
3: is leading to these out these these cases being brought in the first place. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I am totally befuddled on, and I'm having I'm so befuddled on it that I have a I'm having problems even asking the question. To be perfectly blunt, I, I don't get. It goes back to my my baseball issue. Does anybody think, any moron walking around, think that baseball is not interstate commerce? Now, well, now someday, somebody. somewhere, somebody's going to get aggrieved in a minor league system, and he's going to sue, and it's going to make it to the Supreme Court fifty years after I'm in the grave. What kind of law is that? That it takes a hundred years to re- this thing? I mean, whose whose job is it other than the Supreme Court, the the executive branch or the legislative branch, to say twenty years ago, hey guys, it's one thing to have hardship or to have this, that, and the other thing. It's quite another to have an absolute another an absolute quota. I mean, you're out of your mind. I mean, it it, it is so obvious that I can't. I mean, the term quota un, un, under any auspices, I don't want. You have to have you know fifty percent Catholic guys from the south side that are white. I don't want that quota either. I don't want any quota. I mean, well, but, but everybody yeah. should know that. I mean, I, how is it? How did, how did it, how does it get to this point? Only because a couple of people decided they wanted to sue, take the money to get, and spent the money to do it. And it gets here. How, does, how do you have to walk by the executive and legislative branch? Plus, there's no way on earth that, that Biden or anybody is going to support this. But I, I get back to, as I mentioned earlier, not very articulately, every single time we see some sort of an issue, right? come up with an issue of the NBA, the M Major League Baseball, universities, every single time, and the one that you articulately talk about all the time is the medical community, every single time, they're essentially some quasi-piece-of-crap uh, government monopoly, and they become gods unto themselves, only because they're not part of the competitive process. And every time that happens, you end up with these monolithic, God knows what they are. And, and, and that's, that seems to be the root of all the problems, in my opinion. It's economic. Harvard shouldn't be that friggin' big. The, the, the Unabomber shouldn't have gone to jail with 100 life sentences without those guys having some problem from giving the guy LSD or whatever they did to him. Right? You no, know,
5: it's it's the, the thing that I that I keep coming back to and at the bottom the bottom line is this, we, we as a people are the ones who ultimately must cause enforcement to occur. And it, and if the government will not do it, then how we get there no longer matters. They're the ones that set that standard, not us. Okay, if the Supreme Court, you know, 1979, and then again in the early 1980s, twice, the medical system tried to argue that McCarran-Ferguson, which is a law that that is the reason that you can have an insurance rate, you can have the well the Clue database for one thing, which has records of every single property insurance claim that you filed within the last seven years. Okay. Um, Same thing with the fact that all of the insurance companies have your driver's license records. Every ticket you've had, right? All the wrecks you've had. They can use that data collusively between them to make decisions on how much you're going to pay. And they can collect that data and they can maintain it. McCarran-Ferguson allows them to do that. It is a business of insurance exemption from the antitrust laws it exists only for those insurance businesses that are regulated by the states and the argument for it is that the state regulatory apparatus has essentially taken over what is otherwise federal
3: antitrust okay they use that um, argument a lot of times that argument is horrible in my, my opinion Well,
5: I, I, it, yes but that's what the law says Okay. I mean, uh, look, antitrust exists because there's a law. Antitrust is not in the Constitution; it's a statute. Right? So, you know, I mean, that yeah, it is what it. it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, the, you know, the federal government said, well, you know, okay. There's same thing with baseball. Okay, baseball has a formal legal exemption from antitrust. Uh, they have a Supreme Court decision. But I mean, but should there be one? I would say no. But but they have one. Okay. Um, by the way, none of the other sports do, but they all pretend that they
3: do. They all, they all act like they do. Yeah, it they all no act
5: like. Well, they act like they do because nobody goes after them for you know for doing that, even though people think it's the, cool. They love watching the draft. Oh, yeah, but you know what? It,
3: it, with the exception of baseball, it doesn't exist. I don't. I don't think. Boy, boy, I'm no attorney. I don't think that the antitrust exemption regarding Major League Baseball Uh, as not being an an interstate commerce, which is such crap I can't even go there. I don't think even Major League Baseball took that to the extreme that every single person, virtually an organized baseball, from the time they leave high school, all the minor leagues, all the other stuff, that all of a sudden that decision enveloped all that. Or if you're an A player somewhere, you're the property of somebody and you can't get out of it. I don't think the Supreme Court, even the idiots that did it, ever dreamed that they were creating that colossus.
5: Well, you know, Chief. I mean, if you know, if you look at the history of the screwing that anybody who plays minor leagues has taken.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: I. I mean, and and <laughs> boy, I'll tell you what. The only you know, the only difference between sex and rape is consent, and I, I I question whether or not there's a lot of consent going on there. I would um, agree. Uh, you know, but that's the that's that's kind of the you know the question that I've got there. But, is how that, do you uh, when you
3: get back on your and your hospital stuff, I mean I yeah, this is a story and i' am a person will go nameless a good friend of mine um, doesn't have a lot of dough uh, happens to be uh spanish american and i i can't even imagine I have so much trouble i'm allegedly this uh reasonably intellectually gifted guy that went to good schools. I have trouble dealing with these you know not so much the hospitals but the your uh cable companies and your and your electric companies it's impossible for me to seemingly to get anywhere. I can't imagine how somebody who speaks somewhat broken English that doesn't know the game even deals with these people at all. Well, well, chief. Well, chief uh, you know, when I was running MCS, of course we had to
5: deal with the you know the monopolists, the telephone companies, and everybody else, right? And it, I saw the the problems coming. Um, I was commissioned before I was doing that, uh, and, and before you know I was a CEO of a company doing that. Uh, to do some studies and some study work on cable companies actually providing internet service. Okay, so it's, it was it was a con, you know it was contract work, um, and the conclusion was that without cross subsidization, uh, there wasn't any way to make it work at a price that people would be willing to pay. Well, now cross subsidization is supposed to be illegal when one of the sides is regulated yeah all right. Um, why? Well, because you're screwing all the people who are paying regulated rates, right I mean that's the you know that's the reason. Um, and and that basically that disappeared off the table uh, for quite a number of years as a result of that. Well then uh, why did you have why did you get cable internet originally? well you got cable internet because the cable companies built the infrastructure to do pay-per-view movies. And that was the infrastructure that had to be there in order to support it. And therefore, they did it, even though you'd think, given that that's a regulated business, they couldn't get away with that sort of thing. But that's exactly what they did, because otherwise, they would have had to make billions of dollars of investment on the come with no idea whether or not it would pay. Yeah. And if they were wrong, they were going to get it in the backside okay, and, and be put out of business. And so... You know, but this is just—I mean, there's there's so many examples of this throughout history. That's one that I happen to be very intimately familiar with because I did some of the original work on it, and, and you know, and that was the conclusion that there was that, you know, this was basically You would you would have to make billions of dollars of bets, um, and and you'd have to make the entire bet before you knew if you were going to get anything out of it. Which boy, oh
3: boy, is that a tough? That's one That's a right? tough one. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what yeah, other, that's a that's what regular people do all the time. But but if you're well, in but touch with but government, you don't do that.
5: Yeah, but it's a tough gamble, right? Yeah. I mean, it's you know you got to put the cash on the table and, and spend the money and put all that equipment out there, and you got to do it everywhere because otherwise, you know, it doesn't work at all, right? So you have to do all of this, and then you know, what if they don't come? Oh my God, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that sort of thing goes on all over the place. But the medical, the medical one I mean, this is it, the reason we're in this mess. Whether it be colleges, whether it be, you know, I don't care what area you look at. The entire reason we're in this mess is that we have these decisions, they go to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court says this is what the Constitution is, and then we have people that just flat out ignore it, and nobody does anything about it. Nothing. Well, well we have we a... Have, look, we have a Supreme Court justice, the, 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 you know, Jackson, just sworn in, right, recently, right? The entire reason she went to college was because
3: of what was just found illegal. Yeah, well, I mean... I I about that. But she might... I don't know. We, we, Neither one of us know if she went because there was a quota or she was some kind of a hardship case, or she actually just got in on on her own. I don't know that. You know, but what we do know is that... So
5: what we do know is that these colleges, the whole reason this suit was brought was because Harvard turned away several Asians... Asian Americans who had perfect SAT scores in order to
3: admit some black people. Well, they would have let the Asian Americans in if they were from Asia because they had paid full freight. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. There's yeah. there's that aspect of it too,
5: right? Yeah. Which is more thumb on the scale nonsense, which is that your kid is is getting charged um for Half of the kid next to him's tuition.
3: Well, I mean, just just the idea that I mean, if you're if you're in Ohio now, you it's very difficult to get in Ohio State, but the Michigan schools will take you easily. Same thing in Michigan. I mean, same. Because, thing well, we
5: yeah, because because you don't get the in-state tuition discount.
3: Well, yeah, because I mean, I, I think Go Illinois ahead. is probably I'm going to say one of the worst. I they 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 love people from China because they pay. Well, right, but see, this is this. The the problem you have
5: with all of this, all of this sort of thing, is that cross subsidization like this, is against the law.
3: Well, I I still go back, Carolyn. You know I I, I know I'm a, I'm one they say what a record with a at least call them a, a record with a scratch. Uh, I, I to me this is all somewhat it's all it's all economic somehow because yeah again my buddy who went to well he didn't go to the northwest and his wife went for some tests again more than anybody needs to know. She goes on a Saturday she's there for four hours she comes out well the bill's 20 g and I'm like wait a minute what <laughs> now now but now his insurance uh now again I don't believe these people are straight and maybe they are maybe they are uh, his he has to pay twenty five percent so his bill's like five grand right and I'm sitting there going I don't know for sure that that insurance company paid that whole 15 or they don't have some kind of backdoor deal I but I'm sitting there going, someplace, somewhere. I mean, me you ask yourself, Carl. There's, there's nothing on the wall that says what this stuff is. There's nothing where you could say, here's your test at this place. You can go somewhere else, uh, and what their charges are somewhere else. I, why not? Why not? Why can't it be 50 grand or 100 grand or 200 grand? I mean, we're reaching a point where, I, I'm going to guess, if I were to remember my old cost accounting stuff, does anybody even know what a cost accounting is anymore? I mean, am I, am I that much of a Luddite? Does anybody care? Does anybody care? Does anybody really? Does anybody really care? It was a song like that, wasn't it? Uh, but I mean, I, I mean, if I went in there and I said, "Okay, you worked on Susie over here. Yeah, how long did you work on her? Mm, half hour. By the way, what do you make an hour? Oh, right, thirty bucks. Okay, that's, that's fifteen. <laughs> you know, okay. That machine, how much did it cost you guys? Well, it costs us, you know, three hundred thousand bucks. Okay, well that's cool. How many of these do you do per day? Uh, Ten. What's your depreciation? I could probably I could probably if I put on my old hat and remembered some of this stuff and dragged one of my old buddies from Pullman and knew better than me with me. I'm gonna say that her day in the Northwestern actually cost that place I'm gonna be liberal and say two grand. Probably not even that. Now what kind of overhead rate are we running? Ten to one? Does anybody know what an overhead rate is? You know,
5: uh, I well. I mean, what are we doing the...
3: here? I mean, so I mean, so uh, what, what
5: well. This the... goes, but this goes back to Amtala, Okay, Reagan did this to you. Okay, Re- Reagan did this to you. Reagan created, in in the context of, the two decisions that came out of the Supreme Court, that said that, antitrust law absolutely applies to the medical, to both pharmaceutical specifically, and the medical industry generally. Okay, which is which was a royal drug in Maricopa County. Those were the two decisions. Um, royal drug was first. Then Reagan comes along and signs him Tala, which says, if you are in extremis, you must be treated, regardless of whether or not you have any ability to pay for it or not, and they can't even inquire of that before they treat you. Okay, all right. So now, you have a whole industry that was told by the federal government they have to give away something that costs them money, and by the way, not a little money either. If you just were shot, all right, that's that that ain't. We'll get we'll get to it when we get to it. Okay, that's not you know that's obviously not going to be that sort of a circumstance.
3: Yeah, but but I, I don't. What I'm saying is all of that should be. Part of the it, my, my cost accounting doesn't doesn't end where this lady or this person went in there. Then I, what you just said—that's—I hate to accuse you of this—that's—that's that's somewhat of a platitude. Say okay, uh, you, you just charge twenty grand for something that cost you fifteen hundred, and the people there and machines there. And obviously, you do have a building, you do have right, you do have some some semblance of overhead. By the way, what are the top five executives? Make here well twenty million a year. Well, okay, that, 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 <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, right? <laughs> that, that, that's a little excessive. By the way, uh, this building you just built with nothing but w- is, you know—massive expanses and artworks and pianos and all the other BS that's out here. Th- did you really need all that? I mean, how, what what percentage of the square foot of this building is even is even patient care? Well, twenty twenty percent. Right. I mean, as you go down the list here, and then then I might ask the question. Okay, last night you had a treat. Uh, gunshot people, by the way, gunshot people are, people come in like that, they're actually if they're under 18, they're automatically covered by Medicaid Correct. I I have a friend that really knows all this He should have around here one of these days, so it's not like they're getting nothing for these people, they are so okay, that cost you you charged I actually, uh, god, I don't have the piece of paper Carl, I don't know if I I sent it to you years and years ago, they had a, a thing here in Chicago about what does it cost for a gunshot victim in county hospital and it was, like, the first hour was twenty grand. And I'm yeah, that,
5: yeah, that I believe. But sure. I'm saying,
3: but I'm saying, under whose? You go in there. The blood test is two grand. The X rays right. two grand. Wait a minute. The, the the people in there. This this attending doctor two grand. The guy's getting paid three hundred hours a night. Don't charge right. two. Grand. I mean, I mean, I'm saying there's a difference between yes. It, is is there a cost to society of a gunshot victim in county hospital? Yeah, but it's not twenty grand for the first two hours. The people are already there, and the machine was already there, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying. But but this is but this is the kind of cost
5: shifting. This is the same thing that that you know that I was just talking about with the cable companies. Yeah. Okay. It's the same thing, and and it's in every industry in America, and nowhere is it worse than in the medical and pharmaceutical industries. All right. You take a look at, I mean, you know, you look at this. This now we've got this new jab that is being tested and, and has been submitted for approval for RSV. It's not a vaccine. it's a prophylaxis. It's basically the same sort of thing that, that the stuff for COVID ended up being, even though that's not what we were told, in that the protection, such as it is, doesn't last very long and isn't perfect and it doesn't actually stop you from getting it. it just it lessens the severity, okay? Problem. There were more deaths over the next 12 months in the kids who got the live shot than the ones who got the placebo from all causes. Now, the entire reason... Now, it doesn't mean that the, that the shot caused it, but the entire reason... It, it do, however, it does mean one of two things. Either the shot caused it or your study sucks. Yeah. And it's worthless because the entire point of a, of a double-blind placebo-controlled trial is to take groups of people who are otherwise similar and matched and give one of them something and you don't give it to the other. And if you end up with disparate outcomes that are, that are bad, okay, in the people who got it, either the thing you gave them caused it or your study design is defective. We don't know which it is, but you either didn't match the cohorts correctly, in which case the results are worthless, or what you gave them caused the harm. Those are the only two possibilities. How is it that we have anybody even talking about going forward with that data on the table? And by the way, the same thing happened with warp speed.
3: Yeah, well they, I mean we got go to go a break here crowd but I, yeah, the, the people that's what I'm saying the, the government, none of these none of these colleges are going to change. Nobody's gonna do anything and there's no I don't I don't know what the enforcement should be, dragging the chairman out by his neck or something, but I I, I do, but it is well, very light. Yeah, well it's that S P futures up twenty five now, Nazi is up one twenty one, off to the races, be right back, Stacks and Jacks. Stocks, jocks, and jocks, stocks, and jocks. You
7: are out of
5: control.
3: Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Right now. Hello, back Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom I'm he's Andrew on the board. Carl, your Apple stock market cap of Apple passes $3 trillion in early trading. Might as well make it 4000000000000 trillion, the Fed throw some more money out there, Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just wing it out there. SP futures up 26 now, Nasdaq futures up 130, as the as the the run up continues and the last day of the year here. Uh, no 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 signs of any sort of a sell off or anything. It's just um, you know you got it's hard to keep people long enough. It really is. Uh, over in Europe, we've got the DAX up 179, 1.1 percent. FTSE up 55.7 percent. Tech up 82, that's 1.1. So. We're celebrating the first half over DK, uh, not so much, down 45 points, let's call that flat. They've got a big run up this year though too. Hang Seng down 17, again pretty flat for those guys, 18,916, and we've got the Shanghai up 19, It's 0.6%. Uh, yesterday we had the Dow was up 269, the S&P up 19, NASDAQ was up 42 cents, so we'll pause the NASDAQ, but they're catching up today, they can't be left behind. Uh, bonds, they were up, up, the 10-year was up earlier, not anymore, 3.85, it was actually up three basis points, now it's sunk back. Same thing with the bond, unchanged at 2.42, Japan up two basis points at .40. We've got oil, all the people that said oil is going to go to 100 bucks, and eh. 69.90 And oil up 4 cents, rent up 13 cents, 74.47, natural gas down 4 cents, 265, Arba down a penny, 259. Gold, uh... Down four bucks, nineteen thirteen. Again, nobody wants any gold. Silver down eighteen cents, at the low end of the range here, at twenty two sixty one. Low end of what we have had is the range. Don't don't mean that it has to be the range. It can go lower. A copper up a penny, three sixty nine. We've got uh, Bitcoin up five oh nine. It's over thirty one thousand now, thirty one zero four four. And we've got uh, the U.S. dollar. Um, actually, now it's down against both. It's down against the euro. The euro's up to $109. 108.9. And we've got the British pound which has been the strongest. because they're the ones to keep raising the rates more at 1.27. Andrew, what do you for us, Traffic Weather Sports? Alright,
6: it is 7.38 here in Chicago on June 30th. Uh, starting off with some sports. Yesterday the Cubs lost to the Phillies 30-1. Uh, the White Sox won over the Angels 9-7. And the Diamondbacks lost to the Rays 6-1. Over to some Chicago weather. It's currently uh, 74 degrees. It looks like the little smoke uh, icon here has gone away, and it's, we're back to uh, normal weather for the first time, in like, three days. Uh, we're at partly sunny skies right now. We have 88 degrees. Uh, that's going to be our high, and it's going to hit around 3 p.m. Over in Phoenix, uh, they're currently at 78 degrees. Uh, they do have a, an excessive heat warning, so they're going to have a high of 107 today, and uh, it's going to be going pretty late. It looks like we're still going to have highs of 101 around 9 p.m., Uh, Finally, for Chicago traffic, Uh, it looks like things have cleared up uh, a lot, lot better from our first hour. Uh, Looks like the accident uh, connecting the uh, Dan Ryan has cleared. Uh, However, one has appeared on the Stevenson, that's uh, the inbound Stevenson right near uh, Cicero Avenue, causing a little bit of delays out there. Otherwise, uh, look out for that Kennedy construction, still a little bit of delays coming in on the Dan Ryan. Uh, things are a lot better than our first hour, so that's all I got.
3: So if we were driving in now, we wouldn't have to get off the expressway and get twelve, 12 red lights.
6: Maybe, maybe it's still a little bit in the red, but at least the accident itself is cleared.
3: Well, there you go, um, Carl. It's a. It may seem a, a tad like we're, you know, kind of skipping around, but it seems like every everything we talk about is the same issue. It's, it's somebody. Not acting in a competitive manner, or being be allowed to not act in a competitive manner. And This goes back to, you know, the days of the, of uh, you know, the ferries and the, and the railroads. I mean, none of this is new. It's all, it's all about getting yourself a spot where you have government protection to not have the competition that virtually every American swears is the backbone of our society. Yet every, every, every step everybody makes is to try and make sure that everybody else is competitive, but them right but, of, but course, it, well, of course yeah. Well, of course yeah and and then when you can't manage that then
5: you run some cross subsidization scheme to screw the people you want to screw and and, and you know of course the people you want to screw are the people who might threaten you with a you know with a superior execution in their business model well the and if, difference... you can't, and if you can and if and by the way if you can't do that then you make it illegal which Obamacare did for places like I mean, anyone else that thought they'd stand up another Oklahoma surgery center?
3: Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's impossible to compete. I mean, well, it's uh, I mean, it, literally, you know. Okay, that one was there. We we
5: can't put them out of business, but you can't set up another one of those. And by the way, uh, that's a place where they give you a soup to nuts price. They don't take insurance; it's all cash, and. uh isn't it interesting, since it's a soups-to-nuts price, their hospital-acquired infection and complication rate is about a tenth of what it is in any other hospital in the United States? Well, the
3: whole, the whole concept that a business... Well, well, well that's, be- that's yeah. because they have to eat it, Chief. Well, that's what I'm saying. The whole concept of a business... That if they if if they aim for a vein and they miss and hit something next to it, and you're two more days in the hospital, you have to pay for the two days. No, no other business gets to do that. If your mechanic screws up on your brakes, he's got to fix them and not charge it a second time, right? I mean, it's, I mean, it is, it's it's bizarre world. But you know what I've noticed, and, and maybe you can sort of help me with this. I, is you know, doing the show, and and since I've been you know, when I was 20 years in the OEX pit, you only really cared about the stuff that affected the market and and that affected the OEX. And really you could sort of depend on if everything everybody's buying, you really didn't care what the good news was, you didn't even it didn't matter to you. You just knew there was good news there, right? Because everybody was buying, or everybody's selling, or doing something. Right. But now it seems like this ability, I mean what we're doing here with the economy, favoring people and, and with the all with the with the taxes and with the with the market. I mean the market to me... I mean, I love the fact that it's going up, and my, my people have had a really nice last several weeks. And, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody's not totally happy because some stocks aren't up. And, then of course, you're going to get the question how oh, come on, I'm in that one when it's not up? Okay, well, fine. Uh, you know, uh, but it seems to me that the amount of organ, I'll, 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 call, I'll call it the big lie. I mean, it's exactly what Hitler tried to do. Do these people, are they, are they perfectionists at it? I just, I mean, I look at these numbers. I'm just a regular schmuck here talking to smart people on the show. The, the incredible difference between the numbers that they put out for people. I mean, I think what you're, what you're seeing, Carl, you're seeing all this crazy stuff. Uh, and you say, well, God, why are people putting up with it? Why are people putting up with it? Uh, why aren't they demonstrating? Why aren't they doing something? Why aren't they writing letters before they do something else? But I think it's, as they used to say in the trading floor, it's like you can't take a drink from a fire hydrant. The stuff's coming at you so fast, you almost can't stop and say, "Wait a minute!" On this particular item, before the next one hits you, there's there's something some something weird going down. I mean, I look at this, you know, the CPI is coming out this week, and, I, and all it's going to do is piss me off even more. But well, yeah, we just yeah. got the PCE numbers. But, and, and what do they show? I mean, it's it's I, I well, so so the core
5: PCE core four six versus four seven last month. Uh, by the way. Um, that's okay. So from January through May, this is May's number, of course. All right, you know, one month in arrears. Four seven four seven four six four seven four six. Does that look like inflation is coming down to you?
3: No, but it also is nowhere near what the inflation is.
5: Well, that's right. But but th- uh, this is core. This is X food and energy.
3: Okay. But does that does
5: that tell you something about things being sticky? Because it's supposed to be 2.0 or a little less, right?
3: Well, I mean, I, I don't think that even well, according they can, to
5: Jerome Powell,
3: right? Okay, but I guess I'm looking here. I shouldn't have done this, but I, I just dragged myself up. I did something. Nancy was on on Monday. I don't know if you listen once in a while because she was talking about and, and uh, Audrey has these people who were buying this house and whatever, blah blah blah. And uh, they had tried to buy the house a few years ago, and the the cost of the house was uh, at that time was five twenty, and, and they didn't buy it. Okay, but now. Um, you no, know, the prices in that area have not gone crazy, but they sure as hell haven't gone down. So That's now right. the price, it's three years later, maybe four years later, the price is five sixty. right? So I did, you know, Nancy gave me the numbers. She said at that time, what was three and a half years ago, they were probably paying 3%, and now they're paying <laughs> yeah, 6.5 six and and half half. or 7. So yeah. I, w- I went through the math, and their mortgage payment, Back then would have been seventeen fifty, and now it's like thirty six hundred. Right. Now, but now the the taxes have gone up reasonably dramatically. The cost of home insurance, in case you've checked, is gone to the moon because every roof is like sixty grand now in some of these places. Oh, so, oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah I just had so, to renew mine. So <laughs> the uh, I'm going to say uh, your water bills up, your gas bills up. So I'm looking here at the CPI number, and they've got. I'm, I'm going to say. Conservatively, without being a knucklehead, because I haven't gone through every single one of these, I'm going to say in the three and a half years, the cost of these, it happens to be two ladies, owning this home is going to be two and a half times what it was three years ago. Now, if they had the mortgage back then, now I guess it hasn't gone up so much for them, but you can't keep looking at that, because someday somewhere somebody's going to have to move. And and I'm going to say that the owner's owner's equivalent rent of primary residence in the last year is up 8%. So I'm going to say, if you dra- grab this back three years, at most they've got it up 20 to 25 percent. In the same three years that I've got it up two and a half times. Someplace I am stunned. Hitler would be would he'd be so happy? He he'd think well, he was a genius. Our guys are so much better at this than he ever was. Or, or is our is our population just dumber? Or they don't care? Or they're busy? Or I don't think they're dumber. I think they do care. Are they just too busy? Is there no is there no way to say, hey, bleep, give me the right number, will you? I mean, I, I, I you know, I honestly
5: don't know, chief. All I know is that this is there, there is so much BS that flies around with stuff like this. It just it boggles the mind. And it, it, you know, I, I've I've written columns on this. I've talked about the you know the craziest. There was a there was just a an article out, uh, not mine. But, you know, I've, I've been warning people about the whole Airbnb and, you know, vacation cabin thing here, um, and actually uh, we made a little bit of a stink with the county commission about it because, of course, they were, you know, budgeting based upon what was going on during the pandemic. We were open. Nobody else was. Guess what? You get a lot of business, right? That, yep. The other guys don't have. Okay. Well, I said, you cannot count on this. You cannot plan for this because, you know, Asheville... Um, you have to show a jab card in order to go inside and eat and you know drink a beer. Uh, that stupidity is going to end, and right now we are the beneficiaries of it because they're closed and we're not. And so people are coming here because they you know they want to go uh, you know screw around the mountains, and you can do it here. You can't do it there. Okay, when that ends, all the people that would rather go to the kitschy. You know, uh, you know, liberal world of Asheville—they're uh, going to go back there because they like it there. They—they they like the environment, they like the people, they like the—you know—they like the experience. They, they they would prefer it over a bunch of rednecks that that drink moonshine. Um, okay, well now the revenue uh, numbers for the Airbnbs on a comparable basis is down fifty percent here Whoa. this year versus last half all right and by the way all the ones that are for sale are citing 2022's numbers for how much money you're going to make if you buy it at this outrageously inflated price well after labor day which is you know kind of the end of tourist season because kids go back to school and everything right um of course, that wasn't the case during the pandemic because the schools were all remote. So you could, you know, you could take a vacation in the middle of the school year and uh, and show up down here with your laptops and Zoom, and, and they could still go to school. Can't do that anymore. Um, after you can't cite the 2022 numbers anymore without getting, you know, getting sued for fraud. Uh, what
3: do you think is going to happen to the price? Well, it should go down, but will it? Uh, by 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 more than a little, eh? Like half okay but how how are the how are the home <laughs> prices up here? how is this house we're talking about five sixty in that four sixty it's well, not
5: gee uh, you know when financing i this is th- what you had also that drove a lot of this was you had a bunch of people ten thirty wanting stuff to exchange out of places that were completely locked down They had rental property that they were not making any money on because the governor had locked the place down yep. Right. So they, or even worse, they had tenants that were doing the, you know, the CDC, we don't got to pay rent thing. All right. And they were getting, you know, screwed seven ways from Sunday on that deal because they still had to pay the property taxes, and everything else. So it, we had a bunch of people that 1031 into this area as a result of that. Well, guess what? That's all gone now, too. All right. So all of these things, the confluence of this stuff, people don't think this is going to be a big deal. That this is oh, there's not going to be any crashes. There's going to be, I, I'm like, what are you guys smoking? We, we, that stuff's not legal. Not but, even
3: Illinois. Well, that's that's the question I get constantly. And if I ever was on national TV, I'd, I'd come off like an idiot because they going to they're going to say, God, you've been saying this for four years that this stuff is a problem. It obviously isn't a problem. We go up every day. You know, well, we'll we'll see. Well, okay, how well but I'm this saying there's only so. I'm stunned that is, I'm really stunned on these. I mean, if you talk to Audrey, who's obviously really good in her business, it's it's somehow because the level. This, this is such an amazing phenomenon. At least right here, Carl, I'll, I'll explain it to you uh, because maybe it's not by you. It's such an amazing phenomenon that you've you've locked in seventy or eighty percent of people that have refinanced in the last five years. They right. can't they can't move. They can't go anywhere. They can't go right. They can't get divorced. You have to live with somebody you don't like because God help you if you get another mortgage at twice the rate. Right. They, they can't move. So what you're left with is this very narrow market of of people who are selling a home to go to a bigger home. You still have some movement in the in the quote starter homes because you do have double intra- double income households maybe a, a loan from the one of the parents. They still yeah. can grab the place at 300. So the person who's selling it at 300 might have paid god knows what for it 10 years ago, and all of a sudden it's a cash deal. So they're going to the next place and they're buying a place for 400 and they're getting a hundred thousand dollar mortgage, or maybe they have the other hundred thousand in the bank and they're paying. So th- there's been this amazing phenomenon that I would never have predicted for the last year to 18 months, maybe maybe pushing two years now, more like 18 months to two years, that, that has that has a finite life to it, I think. At some point the other 80% of the people either are going to change jobs or do something somebody has to move unless we just lock right and but but right now it's stunning to me how it hasn't it hasn't uh um and, and nobody nobody will sell their place thinking it's too high to go rent because the rent's are to the moon right um, so there's some some sort of a economic trap here that I, and if you wrote a paper on it would would be uh, probably unique to the area it's probably unique to the times it's something, but it's not unique, it's not unique to the area, Chief. It's everywhere. And, and
5: because of exactly what you pointed out, okay, and that Audrey has brought up, and that is that you have you have all these people that refied as the rates were coming down, people who were carrying paper on their on their primary residence, virtually all of them during the pandemic, if, if they had, as long as they didn't you know, they weren't three years from paying it off or something like that. But if you were reasonably new, with your and you didn't care as a result about resetting the amortization schedule. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you're you're sitting on a three, you know, you're on a three percent piece of paper, right? I yeah. Mean, that's what you're. That's what you're doing. Okay. You're not going to sell because you can't take it with you. So
3: your new one would be a six and a half,
5: or even today now maybe even a seven. But if you were right? there it's long to- enough.
3: And you re- refinance down to three. You're sitting on three percent. You know, by the way, you're probably looking at a forty percent profit or more. Right.
5: Well, well, and and yeah, and maybe enough that you get into trouble with the, with having to pay taxes on the gains too, even if you're married, right? Yep. So I mean, you know, depending on exactly when you bought it and what you got, maybe that you know, maybe you're in, maybe you got a tax problem if you sell as well. You, well, you, you can, really can always trade.
3: You can always trade up once you're trading. You don't pay taxes, right? Well, no, I understand that. I'm just saying, that, you know, I mean, you can always do an
5: exchange. There's but the thing is is that where this breaks, right now the market is basically locked. I mean, I'm looking at the you know I'm looking at the stuff that's here. I see all these these things, you know price reduction, all these huge numbers, if you look at just the top line, you know how many places have a price reduction? um and then you go drill into it and they they drop the price nine dollars so it would show up in the realtors' list of things that have a price yeah. reduction, right? I mean, the gaming is ridiculous. And so I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm not in the industry. I, you know, I just look at this, but I look here, I look in other areas, places where I used to live and I know the market. I, you know, I knew the, the, you know, the, the corner, the Northeast corner of Illinois reasonably well. I knew, I knew the Florida panhandle really well because I lived there for 20 years and now here. And what's going to break it is when you get the inevitable recession, which I think we're we're entering into now. I'm starting. There's, uh, you, you know, this is the the business side on the PPI services data is telling you that there is a serious problem coming, and I see a lot of softness in the in the touristy areas, including here. Uh, this and, and then you know, and then you have the revenue collapses that are going to come with this. This is going to ripple its way through the economy, and what's going to end up happening is those people who cannot move without getting reamed are going to lose their jobs. Right? Well, yeah. and, when, and when you lose your income, you know this is and the economic problems that this is going to generate throughout the country are going to be huge. When I, when I first moved to Chicago, I did it because of economic factors. I was renting and the work where I was living dried up and I came to Chicago because I got a job. Well, okay. Yeah. I I was invited to come out by a friend of mine that I knew out there. I crashed on his couch, got the Sunday paper, and Monday morning I called a place. It, it, the ad was, Can you program the pins off the Z80? I was like, Yeah, I know how to do that. I called the guy. He says, Come and get an interview. At three o'clock that afternoon, I had been hired and I got back in my car, drove drove back. I
3: rented a U-Haul,
5: <laughs> you know, got an apartment. That, that was it.
3: Well, what's. Uh... What do you make of him? Mean, how do you talk to a guy named Dan Janitis, obviously, is is aware of what we're talking about, and he's not disagreeing. He's a big boy. You know, and, and Dan goes to these places where there's, there's money, because that's what he does. He's, he's trying to find places where he should invest people's money. He said he just was in Boston, and he goes with the uh, the medical stuff. Now, look, I mean, all you got to do is get every every – in that thing, because the patents and the monopolies and so forth—that's where the money is. I mean, we've talked about that a bunch of times. Because right. if you go into Boston, he goes, "Sam, they don't. There's nobody even cares about money. Martinis, ten bucks, fifteen bucks, twenty bucks. What's the difference? It, 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 it is so plentiful. If you if you even uttered the word recession in downtown Boston, people will have you thrown out and put you in a straitjacket because there's no such thing. It's not an, It's nowhere near even the horizon. You know, the owner's places here in Chicago. You go at night. where you would swear. Everybody just got a suitcase of hundreds when, when they walked in the door it it is so uneven, it's scary. well, I saw
5: that you know I saw the same thing down in Northwest Florida. the price price ramp was ridiculous. We were you know Sarah and I were down there uh, about a month ago, and you know everything's forty percent more expensive than it was, but the place is packed to the gills yeah 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 i I'm like, are you kidding me? I, you know well, obviously no, people are doing it. Well, but for how long? And you know, but this is this is what cranking M two like we did during the pandemic. You know, everybody says that Trump was a you know, the best thing since sliced bread. Well, yeah, he paid everyone six hundred bucks a week to sit at home and smoke bong hats.
3: Well, he also gave I mean the the idea of what's happening in these airlines where they gave these oh, yeah. people unconscionable amounts of money to keep people on salary and they didn't do it. There there was no there was no spanking there. They didn't do it. No, they, there, made, there, they made the people fraud. retire. The fraud is, is dramatic, and uh, and and, and it's all through. Carl, if ever we we had a couple of adult beverages, all we have to do is put on a screen the people here in Illinois, Illinois that got money and sit there and go, wait a minute, this this church got money, Our half chief, a chief, million I, dollars, You know, I, you know I, I, can't. Yeah, I But you know, but the, the weird part is, if you look at the amount of money, and this is the part that you gotta, you know, well, before guys like us, I'll, I'll use the term little guys like us, bitch at this kind of stuff. You took. You look at all the money that was given out on the PPP stuff, and all the money that was sent home to people's checks. I think that was only a quarter of all the dough that was apportioned. Now a lot of some of the other stuff has not been spent yet, and maybe never will. But the fact is, the amount, the fact that they gave us the little guys something, they must have really given the other guys a lot. Because I mean, I. I mean, United Airlines. What did they? What they give them? Two, three billion dollars. I mean, it was some incredible amount of though. I mean, there, uh, it, there have been a
5: couple of papers that have been published that have been able to trace hundreds of billions of fraud in these programs. Okay, now that's that's just what they were able to trace. But
3: they're not going to drag. I keep looking at United because the idea is you're supposed they're to. Not pay gonna yeah, they're, Can, not gonna no, they're not going to drag, gonna drag gonna them back. They're not going to drag them back. They're not going to drag them out by a scruff of their neck. There's not going to be any handcuffs. There's going to be nothing. So, why, why does anybody in this country, unless you're a, a low level schmo, that actually the, 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 the law enforcement might find you, why, do, why would you pay attention to any of these laws? Harvard's not going to do anything with this decision yesterday. They're not going to change anything. They're going to get worse. They're going to prove everybody they're Harvard. No, they're gonna they're
5: gonna change what. Uh, yeah, they'll change it. All right, they'll make you write an essay that says it, that uh, you grew up in a neighborhood where there was racism, yeah. and therefore you're entitled to be admitted.
3: Yeah, be That's, uh, because
5: because and, and by the way, what was the deal with Roberts taking authorship of that instead, instead? But because I'll tell you what, he didn't have to. He didn't have to vote, and he didn't have to do that. Okay, if he hadn't, do you know who would have written the controlling opinion? You want to you want to read some actual jurisprudence on this case? Read Clarence Thomas's concurrence. All right, if, I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of over that guy. Well, I'll tell you what, he was on fire with this because he went back and he cited all the stuff all the way back to Reconstruction and the Fourteenth Amendment, and he cited chapter and verse, and and went directly after some of the other justices on the bench for their willful refusal. To actually pay attention to the to, to the real no BS binding. Why do why you say court. Roberts
3: didn't have to vote? They shouldn't have voted.
5: Um, so the way the Supreme Court works is that the senior justice has the right it, in the in the event of a decision has the right to write the controlling opinion. Okay, the primary one that everyone reads. You mean and his, his, pays cler-
3: his clerks do?
5: Well, yeah, but it's but it's that person's work. Okay. okay. Um, other people write concurring opinions, or you know, or dissents if they vote the other way, or whatever have you. All right, but had had Roberts not been the person who did this, Thomas, being the senior, the next senior person on the decision, who voted for that decision, would have been the one with the right to. So the chief
3: justice be- is a senior, even though he's not senior. The chief justice
5: always is the senior. Okay. Okay so if he if he votes in in the majority uh, he has the right to it, i mean of course he can waive it and let somebody else do it but he has the right to write the controlling opinion and he stuck right at the end a a couple of paragraphs that basically said oh but you can dis- you can rationally discriminate as long as the person writes this flowing glowing thing about how they they were they had such a terrible childhood because there was racism in their community.
3: Well, I, I'm, I, I mean, I...
5: he literally gave them the ability to still do it again, and and that didn't have to be there. Okay, it was it was absolute dicta that served no purpose whatsoever in delivering the opinion of the court. But he did it,
3: and he stuck it in there on purpose. Well, I, I I'm clearly in the camp that says, at some point. There's going to be some hardship, and there's going to be some stuff that you need. To let a, a few people should be able to gain. Now it shouldn't be forty percent. It shouldn't be thirty, but it it should be colorblind. I mean, it, this yeah. maybe maybe it's black this year, but maybe next year it's American Indian. Who the hell knows?
5: Chief, right? chief, you got five guys that were in a submersible that are now little pieces as a result of putting diversity in front of competence. And yeah. if you think that that can't come to your water and sewer system and your power feed into your house, you're wrong. It can, and if we don't cut this out, it
3: Carol, will. Carol, there's no respect at all for knowledge or competence at this point.
5: Well, I understand that, but you know what? The only, the only reason that you have electric power and your toilet flushes is competence.
3: Yeah,
5: I I, I I get it. And God is
3: not going to protect us if we don't cut this that, out. What was that horrible movie where the, the little guy was on the back of the big guy and he was the only guy that knew how to keep the power plant going? It was, yeah, one, well, of those, it was one of those uh, Australia Outback, uh, who was the guy that was the uh, the original star where everybody's running around in their jeeps shooting each other with, trying to find gasoline, what the hell was the name of that Oh, was that the Mad Max? Stuff Mad Max, or? they had a Mad Max yeah. thing. <laughs> anyway, Carl, have a good weekend, buddy. Have a nice Fourth. SP Futures up. Th- are you a big fireworks dude or no? Oh yeah, no. I went and I bought my pyro uh, oh, indulgence last well, be, night. Be so. careful. SP Futures up thirty one. SP Futures up one forty four. We're off to the races back on Monday. No show Tuesday, but we'll be here on Monday. Stocks and jacks.